Hello and welcome back to the third episode of Soft Dump in the Corner podcast. Jordan Trafford here today, Monday, October the 21st. Uh, joined today by a good buddy here, Luke Pendleberry, back uh, back from the college days. So we're going to talk about a few things here, dig into his uh, his side and what he thinks about uh, a few things going around the league and uh, touch on his uh, brain on a few points here. Uh, touching base here on the weekend recap. I mean, obviously a few, uh, few things did happen to go down. Uh, there was a few key highlighted games, obviously there, the Leafs and the Bruins. Uh, Devils and Canucks uh, certainly is a pretty interesting uh, game when you look at the Hughes brothers going at it for the first time. Uh, Flames and Kings Ryu, uh, or, uh, rekindle that energy from uh, Doughty and Kachuk. So uh, let's toss it off here, Luke. Uh, again, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining here. I just want to touch base here and see what, you, what your thoughts are at. I know being a, being a Tampa fan, uh, certainly a little bit more of a... Uh, uh, different start to the season this year than last. Uh, last year being a little bit uh, uh, of a powerhouse team, not seeing too much of a uh, too much adversity at the beginning of the season, but looking more like uh, they're coming back down to earth a bit this season. There, why don't you touch base on what happened in the Lightning Avs game over the weekend? There, yeah, thanks, George, for having me. Uh, yeah, Saturday night, uh, Lightning and Avs went at it. Um, it started off as a pretty good game. It was a, it was a tie game going into the second period. Um, the Lightning defense collapsed a little bit, and the Avs took advantage of their high off uh, offense power, and and Joe ended up with uh, with three goals that night. Um, you know, which is even tough too. I mean, with the addition of Shattenkirk, especially coming in, you'd think being able to move that puck up and down the ice a little bit more. Uh, I mean, what are you noticing? Obviously, seeing a few of those guys uh, maybe not performing up to uh, the level that we'd expect, or. Or maybe is it that we're maybe expecting too much out of these guys to perform the season that they had last year? And, 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 you know, obviously, too, a lot of the numbers that they were putting up were, you know, certainly strong. But uh, you wonder maybe if it's maybe uh, a difference in the way John Cooper's approaching it this season. Is, are you seeing maybe a little bit more of a defensive approach this season to Tampa's game? I would say so. Um, you look at some departures like... Um... Uh, Anton Strawman, he was a big piece on that first um, guy can, can definitely move the puck, absolutely, yeah. for sure. So big he lost there. Headman with all that. Um, and it was nice to have additions like Kevin Shattenkirk. I know he's been a big name for a long time. And uh, um, with the with start he's had in with, with his offense ability uh, with four goals so far, which is which is fantastic. Um, but then again, you had to have both sides of the puzzle. So, um with a couple of the guys uh, moving a little slow in that uh, Saturday night's game, it uh, definitely affected us and it cost us um, cost us two points that night. Yeah, yeah and, and, and obviously, too, just to touch in as well, still clicking at uh, 23.8%, 24% on the season for their power play. Yep. Um, something that we would expect uh, out of one of the best units in the league uh, to produce such a high-end power play, uh, such efficiency there. Um, something that you would expect as well, seeing Shattenkirk come in. So, you know, tough loss, obviously, over the weekend there, uh, as well as last week, the loss to the Bruins. So a couple really hard losses for Lightning there. I think that uh, this could be a big uh, eye-opener. Uh, a few teams around the league are certainly starting to take a step up, and and, and you know, you're noticing, you know what I mean? It, it, when you're the top dog, teams want you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I know the, the Blues obviously won the Cup last year, but Tampa... 
certainly had a, a good run. Uh, they definitely, I don't want to say ran the league, but they definitely had a, a really strong year. And, and last year, certainly, uh, it doesn't seem to be happening the way it was. And I'm wondering if that adversity is certainly catching up. Uh, what about uh, the Devils Canucks there? Like I said, uh, Battle of the Hughes brothers there. Uh, Jack versus Quinn. They both look really strong. Jack's finally starting to get a little bit more confidence with the puck on his stick. You can see that. A uh, few extra reps in the league now, a couple extra minutes. And, uh, you know, what are you, what's your thoughts there on uh, on that game? No, it was good. Uh, it was awesome to see Jack and Quinn go at it. I'm sure his family was uh, very excited to see it. Um, Did you see the shirts when they had uh, the, shirts the, pretty cool. the, the double logo? I always love seeing those, like the parents up in the crowd, and you get asked, who are you going to cheer for? So I'm sure yeah. that was a pretty funny one for them. But uh, to see Jack score, I'm sure it's certainly pretty uh, special for them as well, right? Oh, for sure it is. Um, no, it's it's nice to see, um, for the for the parents especially, to see one of their sons score, and especially as being his first NHL goal. Um, I'm happy as well. That was a fantasy point for me. Um, but Big uh, day for the fantasy league. Yeah, big day for fantasy, and uh, I think both of them have a good uh, – Good careers ahead of them, so it was good to see that matchup. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, second win in a row actually now for the Devils after uh, having a very, very difficult start to the season, going 0-4 and two. Um, I would say the motivation was, uh, you know, arguably not so much as needed. Uh, I think they know the circumstance that they were in is getting uh, off to such a poor start in the first six games there. Nice to see a team like that finally starting to get a little bit of chemistry and start to click a little bit and uh, put the puck into the back of the net. Um, tight defensive game the other night against the Canucks, or the other afternoon against the Canucks, but uh, it certainly is is got to be motivating for that team to get back-to-back uh, -back wins there to get themselves back into the things. Uh, speaking of big wins, uh, the Leafs over over the Bruins. Um, obviously, uh, well, you know the loss of Tavares is is certainly um, difficult for for the Leafs and and for their fans to uh, to accept. But uh, they're gonna have to go through this. It's gonna be something that uh, the Leafs as a whole, the whole team's gonna have to step up offensively. It's a big big loss for them uh, in more ways than one. Uh, big on the faceoffs, the guy can kill penalties. He does a lot of the little things. Uh, not to mention, obviously, the leadership that he brings as well, right? So what did you think of the the Leafs taking it to the Bruins the other night? And, uh, maybe an unexpected win, but uh, certainly winning on home ice is, is crucial these days. And the Leafs uh, took it to the Bruins. They really did. They won a lot of the uh, the puck battles and, and showed uh, that they can compete with the best teams in the league. What are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure, Jordan. Um, it was a big win for the Leafs. Uh, especially uh, coming to the game, what what you said about uh, Tavares being out with a with a broken finger for at least two weeks, um, I was seeing that being a very difficult matchup down the middle for uh, the Leafs against the Bruins. Um, but just uh, taking it overtime, I think it's a big confidence booster moving forward. I think uh, the next few matchups, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Leafs are playing the Bruins again on Tuesday, uh, tomorrow. Um, so I think it should be an interesting matchup. We'll see what the Bruins have in store to uh, come back and uh, uh, go at the Leafs again. Yeah, and that'll be a tough one as well. Uh, Toronto going uh, to be home to uh, Columbus tonight. Um, Columbus coming into town with a 3-3-2 three, three, record. So 
you know, they've been winning games when, uh, you know, maybe we've been, uh, you know, not expecting them to be uh, a contender in, in most of these games, uh, losing quite a few pieces that they did have last season. It's a very, very different look to Columbus's team. Uh, but let's not forget who, you know, who steps on the back, uh, on the back end every night, right? Seth Jones and Wierenski and mm -hmm. these guys are, are, are top end demon. They can move the puck extremely well. They can create the offense. Um, I don't think the Leafs are going to have a, a very, very easy matchup tonight, truthfully. I think that they're they're going to be in for a good one. Uh, I can certainly see the Leafs coming ahead uh, on this one. I like the Leafs' depth in this in this game. I like their speed in this game. I'm curious to see uh, the, the goaltending that they can get from tonight. They may have to steal one, truthfully, because I think Columbus is going to be, uh, you know, coming in uh, very hungry for points. Um, you know, they're not out of it. I don't think they believe they're out of it. Um, and, you know, October hockey is, is very exciting for a lot of these teams. If they're in contention, gives them a chance to believe that they get can keep those points going through Christmas and, and ultimately keep a chance to get into the hopes of the playoffs. So, um, and, you know, it, it's something that is it's exciting for, for every fan right now, obviously, uh, to see uh, the way your team gets off to a, uh, or an early start or not. And uh, I think tonight's matchup is going to be crucial for the Leafs to just keep that uh, – Keep the wins going. Keep that energy going. Um, you know, obviously, like we said, getting the points uh, right now, especially with Tavares out, is going to be very uh, crucial, um, especially when the Leafs do, uh, like we said, uh, go into Boston uh, Tuesday night for a rematch there. Uh, speaking of rematch, Doughty and Kachuk, what did you think of that there? Uh, obviously, uh, you know, not too much energy, not maybe so much the, uh, the antics that we were expecting, but... Uh, we certainly got a pretty pretty good performance out of both players. What did you think of the rematch there over the weekend? I thought it was pretty good. Um, it took a while for uh, some things to happen near the near the end. I think uh, Doughty came in low on Kachuk. Uh, that was just my opinion in terms of that. But uh, they, they've clean been hit. Go clean hit. Nothing was, wrong with was, the play. I yeah, like that for sure. And and it was uh, turned into a big brawl. But I I still think that's just going to be happening from um, from year to year. These two are just going to go at it. I believe they play each other quite a bit, a Calgary LA matchup. So, um, yeah, LA two and over some this year, uh, yeah. if I'm correct. I believe they won last uh, on, on uh, Friday night and there, Saturday did, four yeah. to one. So, um, they've got their number twice already. So, you know, Calgary four four and one uh, to start. Not not necessarily the the uh, beginning of the season that they were anticipating, uh, especially like we said coming off of last year as well. So, um, you know, again. It, it's it's tough the the october points are extremely crucial you can find yourself playing uh playing yourself out of a playoff spot pretty quickly if you're not getting those points right now <clears throat> even the best teams in the league uh can have a down year and two and with the league being so fast being so skilled nowadays uh there's so many players that are willing to uh to you know to work their tail off so to speak to make sure that they can get into the lineup and it's uh it's extremely tough to see uh uh you know, some of the teams maybe not performing the way that we'd like to, but again, that's modern day NHL. It's exciting. It's fast paced and you kind of learn to expect the unexpected at this point, right? Uh, going to try something a little different, uh, jump into now, uh, going to give something, uh, a try here. going to go to a little bit of a different opinion here. Try something here, uh, called the good, the bad and the ugly. Essentially, what we're going to do here real quick is just name uh, one of each, good, bad, and ugly, quick thought of uh, both myself and Luke. Um, so I'll just get started here. Uh, the good. Um, how about Mika Zibinijad? Um 
a guy that we don't necessarily look at to be so much as an offensive leader, certainly underappreciated across the league, I would say by most and certainly most fans uh, don't really see how good uh, of a player this guy is here. Um, incredible skill, speed, uh, can finish, great shot. Um, you know, already on the year, six games, he's already got four goals, seven assists, 11 points on the year. Uh, already building incredible chemistry with uh, with uh, Panarin as well, um, as well as too. I mean, their their um, power play uh, is still clicking out a solid percentage. Uh, I know we started out the year at uh, you know sixty percent. Uh, that's dropped down to just under twenty percent. Seeing them work the puck around and the movement that they do have, I can see that power play really keeping them in the games. Uh, I think they're going to be able to produce at a pretty solid click on that off or on the power play, excuse me, uh, which will keep them in the games, like I said. But again, certainly not allowing too many. Only twenty-two goals against through um, through six games. Um, you know, Lungfist typical numbers. You're not going to get those. You know steal the game uh, performances all too frequently with him anymore. I think they've learned to accept that. Uh, but certainly having a backup in Georgia ever, uh, can certainly be you know beneficial to a team's confidence out there as well. Um, going to my bad, um, Philadelphia uh, and their offense. I mean, looking at the scoring power that these guys have, led, leading the way, obviously, Claude Giroux and uh, Jakob Voracek. Claude Giroux, uh, yet to score a goal on the season. James Van Riemsdyk, yet to score a goal on the season. Shane Gostisbehere, D-man, understandably so, yet to score a goal on the season. I mean, again, it's tough when you're letting in uh, certainly more goals than you're scoring, and you're not going to win many hockey games that way, obviously. Great point, Jordo. But point being, when you're not getting that secondary scoring like you would expect from a team like Philadelphia... It, it's tough to win hockey games, and they're seeing that it's it's tough right now, and they're not you know performing to the level that we would expect as fans um, to be performing at. Just you know two, three, and uh, one on the season. Um, you know what what are your thoughts on just you know the secondary scoring on on Philly? If there's anything touch base on on New York, anything like that. What are what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, just looking at their depth chart right now, you look at um, um, you look at uh, uh, Kevin Hayes and Scott Lawton and those guys. I feel like they need to to step it up just a bit. You you look at the money that they're paying Kevin Hayes to play third line, like it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty uh, expensive amounts. And obviously, two jumping over from a new team, two teams last year actually uh, leaving the Rangers to go to Winnipeg at the trade mm -hmm. deadline. Uh, you know, lived up to a performance, I would say, uh, when they got to the playoffs. So certainly got comfortable with that lineup there. Um, did get his payday there, uh, obviously over from Philly too, which is you know great to see a guy get paid. He really, really hard worker. Goes to the to 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 the tough areas. Oh, very, very hard to uh, to speak today, I guess. Uh, goes to the hard areas, right? A guy that you want nitty-gritty on your team that can win. Uh, let's not forget, too, big injury, uh, head injury. Uh, I, I, I don't even know if you can say injury as much as unfortunate with the migraine issues of Nolan Patrick. That's a huge mm -hmm. loss for them up front. I mean, that was a guy that you would expect to have stepped in pretty quick this year, uh, really, really learned the game. 
uh, and, and picked up the game quickly as of last year, as well as Travis Konechny, both guys that are really young kids that are starting to really take it under their helm uh, of leading the team. Uh, obviously, too, you're you're going to still see your production from your Jabru Vorchecks and Couturiers of the world. Um, but again, when you don't have a single goal through, uh, you know, the six games that they've played, it's tough. You're not going to find yourself into too many games and they're finding that they're, you know, out of their games more often than not. Uh, jump into my ugly, um, you know, third episode in a row, repeating record. I apologize, but Dallas Stars, I mean, geez, what are you doing? Um, two, seven, and one. I mean, what more do I really say? Uh, can't, you know, can't seem to get that offense going. They're, they look terrible. Truthfully, they're, they're not clicking on, on many points, really. Uh, 7% on the season on their power play. Uh, we're talking about guys like Sagan working out there, Jamie Ben, Pavelski, Radulov, uh, John Klingberg on the back end, uh, Heiskin available there too. Uh, you know, even a goalie in Ben Bishop, who you know at times is an all-star. Uh, you know, at his at his normal pace, is a above-average goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why they can't seem to be winning games? It's it's got to be frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for the management. It's got to be frustrating for the coaching staff. Uh, maybe they're not clicking the right buttons. Maybe the the players just aren't a good fit together. Uh, tough to believe when you do have guys, you know, like your Corey Perry's of the world being brought in this year to help. Uh, uh, Pavelski as well. Uh, both have been captains and or assistant captains in their career. Understand what it takes to make it to the finals. Uh, obviously, Corey Perry is a cup winner. So, why they're not finding that 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 extra motivation, or maybe maybe we're just not seeing the bounces go their way. Uh, I'm still a firm believer in in this in in this Dallas team turning it around. Um, again, like I said, they've they've are tied in the league for the most games played. So getting themselves out of this hole is going to be very tough. They're already five games below 500. So. Not a very good start to the season. Um, again, hoping they can turn it around, but until they until they keep that puck out of their net, uh, it, it's it's going to be very very tough uh, for sure here. So, uh, why don't you dive into your uh, good, bad, and your ugly? Yeah, for sure. So we'll start off with the good. Uh, my good would be looking at the Colorado Avalanche. Really hot start to the season. I believe they're uh, right at the top of um, of their division. Uh, at a 701 uh, record uh, biggest thing you look at too is how powerful their offense is they're um, first in the league at a 4.38 goals for um, so that puts them right at the top with uh, a lot of the top uh, teams in the league uh, and that comes from guys like Nate McKinnon you look at Miko Rantan you look at Tyson Ghost stepping up this year uh, they got yeah. Nazem Kadri who's good for secondary scoring Tied for third in the league right now, uh, trailing only Washington, leading the league at 36 goals in 10 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, actual game played there too, uh, 34 for Buffalo. Boy, they keep firing. Buffalo, oh, that team good. is uh, proving people uh, wrong. Uh, and then obviously Toronto tied in there at 35 as well. So mm-hmm. right up there again, like you touched on, with the best scoring teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're finding ways to continuously generate offense, and and it's fun to watch. Obviously for too. Sure. I uh, I still yeah I still think uh, there there's more coming for Colorado and I think they're gonna be uh, 
one of the best teams, and I would put them right at the, near the top to contend this year. I think they got a team that can contend to uh, to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, so for my bad, I would say uh, you got to look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. You got to look at the John Tavares injury. Uh, at least two weeks with a broken finger. That's going to hurt him for sure as uh, the newly captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, a guy who can lead lead a team, a guy who can do everything on the ice. You got to just uh, – it's a big hole definitely down the center. And with um, looking at the upcoming games, you've got, again, like I mentioned earlier, you've got Boston coming up, which is another tough matchup, especially being in Boston. Uh, you've got the Sharks on, on, on the Friday. Um, and then you even have, like, near the end of the month, you've got – Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. So you got to be like, it's there's so much um, gonna be a lot of pressure on them to do well, and a lot of these secondary guys are gonna have to step up in his absence. And um, again, like the weekend, the the Leafs pulled out a huge two points against the Bruins, and they're gonna have to continue to do that moving forward. Yeah, and and just to touch base as well too. I mean, the the, the upcoming schedule not easy for that for the Leafs, like you touched on, but. You know, a few things that I can point out right here, too, just looking at San Jose, um, you know, Montreal uh, Capitals, very deep down the center position. So their next three, four games here, uh, they're going to be going against teams that are really deep down the center. They're, they're going to be having to trust a lot more into, you know, if Nylander takes a few more draws, where is he going to be on his defensive zone matchups? Is he going to be able to handle uh, taking, uh, you know, defensive assignments against second, third line centers? Uh, and still being able to produce the offense as well. Um, you know, you're asking a lot of these guys that, you know, typically these situations would be handled through Tavares. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's going to be tough. And as well, too, throwing out uh, back into uh, drawing at the end of October into Saturday, the 2nd of November, bringing in Philly into town, who we just touched on there, uh, hopefully having a healthy Nolan Patrick at the time. Maybe their offense has turned around at the time. They're very, very deep down the center line as well. Oh, for sure. uh, they win extremely uh, high percentage of face-offs. So it's it's going to be tough. Um, you know, face-offs aren't the, the be-all, end-all. But when you put your guys out there in, in you know, key situations, um, power play and or penalty kill, late-game situations, guys that, you know, can win the face-offs are more often than not trusted, especially by coaches like Babcock. Uh, who you know is very very much matchup driven, right? So yeah. that's interesting to see how that turns about. Uh, to see what happens in the next few games, to see their uh their center center ice position and how they match up against the other teams. You want to sure. touch on the uh, the ugly there? Yeah, the ugly. You gotta look at Sergey Bobrovsky. You gotta look at a attendee that uh, that came to Florida on a big contract and. Oh, uh, I think boy. it was a huge, it was a huge acquisition at the time, and I think with seven Luongo, years, ten mil, yeah. seventy mil. Yeah, with for... Luongo gone, and I believe Reimer's gone too. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. He is now gone. He put in a guy like Poprowski to help lead this team, and geez, has he had a rough start? You look at his goals against average at four, four point oh seven, and you know, a save percentage of eight, eight seven one, like. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a tough goal for them, and then you have to look at the confidence that the team has in front of them. Like, how much confidence can you have in your goaltender uh, when he's letting in, on average, just over four goals a game? And you know, it's funny, and you see that a uh, couple of the times you see some of those, you know, soft goals go in, maybe goals that 
maybe so much aren't soft, but just goals that just are completely energy drainers for the team. Mm-hmm. And they, they show, you know, the bench or they show whatever. And you can yeah. just see the guys are just like, ah, oh, you can just see that they're just mentally drained oh, just because yeah. they, they need that save. They're so close in the game. They get that late goal against, um, sure. you know, I like to joke about and call the Edmonton Oiler effect where it's, you're, you're always so into the game. You're always so into the game. Boom, there's that shitty goal against. So you're like, oh, wow, it just drained everything yeah. that we had for that game. Yeah. And you're seeing that with the Florida Panthers right now where it's they're generating the offense, 26 goals through five, uh, excuse me, 26 through eight games, right? So they're scoring their goals. They're getting their offense. Hubert scored a couple goals the other night. Uh, Barkov still continues to look like a stud. Selkie uh, this year, bank it, chalk it, put your bets down. Um He's a stud. They're going to be fine. Uh, driven on the offense, too, by Yandel. Uh, still getting that. Uh, I would like to see Ekblad take a step forward. I mm-hmm. think we know what Aaron Ekblad is now. Um, he's certainly an NHL defenseman, don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But that the expectation that he's a, a, you know, a number one, can shut down any player on the ice, I don't so much as see that. I don't, I don't think he's a liability, but I definitely don't see him... Um, you know, taking the step that we had had anticipated uh, he may over the last few seasons. Um, and, and unfortunately, um, not getting those saves, not seeing the extra uh, stop or two coming from Bobrovsky. I don't think that team's playing as, confidence as, uh, as confident uh, as they can truly be. And uh, I, I'm, I'm banking right now that they have a quick turnaround. I really like this team. I like their offense. They're very deep. They're very fast. And I think, too, if Bobrovsky starts to find things here, uh, that could be a team that can go on a big run here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, speaking of which, um, you know, just a few players to watch going forward. I didn't know if there was any players that stood out to you. I know uh, a few players on Tampa Bay uh, that you were speaking to me, you know, about that, you know, that you were impressed with, a couple of those young guys that you were impressed with, yep. you know, as a whole. If anything, what did, what did you want to uh, had to say that you were saying earlier? Uh, yeah, like I, you look, um, you look at the third line on Tampa, and you, you see a couple of young guys. Look at Matthew Joseph. You look at Anthony Sorelli. I think these are two guys that are gonna make a big step this year. Uh, that's my my bold prediction. Uh, you look at Sorelli at the center. Uh, he's he's a good centerman. He can win a lot of draws for you. He can win them in big moments. And then you you look at Matthew Joseph. You look at the speed he can generate uh, from end to end. And I just think uh, these two are going to be exceptional young players. And that's Sorelli. That's Sorelli's a stud. He's He's certain. uh, You you see him playing in in some really important situations too out on the ice. So Cooper's got uh, he's got the the trust in in Coach Coop, right? I mean, that's what you need. And that that kind of player, I mean, works really hard. He's a big kid. I I I was surprised that he can protect the the puck uh, as well as he can. Uh, considering he doesn't have a lot of meat on the body, um, just very, very good at protecting the puck. You know, making sure he's you know working that puck along the boards if he needs to. But that first step he does have, and that can create the offense for him. But uh, very, very defensive minded as well. I think he's a crucial part of that team moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, players like your Palat and Kalorns of the world. Um, you know, great hockey players, don't get me wrong. They can play top top six, arguably top nine minutes on, on a lot of the teams. But you gotta start moving your you know, you gotta start making way for these young kids. Matthew Joseph, as we touched on, Sorelli Gord, uh, they're all starting to produce in this league. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day it is unfortunately very much regulated by the cap and, and how much we For can sure pay is. the teams can pay the players mm-hmm. uh, and you can't pay every guy nine mil uh, exactly. you know if it, if that was the case then the Leafs wouldn't be losers since 67 so shout out Leaf fans 
um, uh, it's right. So it, it's exciting to see some of these these players step up. Uh, certainly, uh, it's something that we we uh, would expect from Tampa sure. not to take a big step backwards, but. Um, I'd like to see a little more offense from from all of those guys as well. Uh, how about Rope Rope Hints Rope Hints Dallas? Oh my goodness, that guy continues to score, leading the team in goals. I believe I believe in points too. Here, let me just quickly double check. Um, a stud kid continue. Kid can absolutely wheel as well. Um, fun to watch. I mean, you can't continue to uh, rely on on offense from a rookie, but you know, ten games into his early career, the guy's already got six goals and an assist, seven points. Uh, he's actually as well as an even player um, uh, on on the rating too. Uh, don't look too far into that stat. I know he may not be out there in late game situations at times, defending or whatnot. Um, but again, something that you want to see um, getting power play minutes. Uh, you know. Heiskin in as well. Uh, what can you say about this guy stepping up for Klingberg? Uh, I can sure. argue that you'd expect the offense to be coming from a guy like Klingberg, and uh, you know, I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, just not certainly seeming to find his way as of right now. Just a goal and two assists, three points on the season, uh, minus, minus seven. seven. So big. you're certainly, yeah, you're certainly seeing you know Klingberg not necessarily take a jump forward. Um, but you almost wonder, and, and I was watching a few of his games this season, um, the increased minutes, the increased assignments, the teams are going after him in the corners, they're dumping it into him, they're banging him up, they're making sure that he's getting contact. You know, I'm not saying it's it's hurting him, but he's certainly having a rough goal to start the season. Um, this whole team is uh, sagging just two goals uh, through his first uh, 10 games. Not a lot, a whole lot of secondary offense. A lot of ones on the goal chart here, uh, followed by quite a few zeros. So when you're a team like Dallas, where you need to score a lot of goals to get your victories, um, you know it's tough. It's very, very tough. Um, so those are you know a few guys that I like going forward. Um, curious to keep an eye on the young kids as well for New Jersey and how they jump into the lineup. Another guy I really like is Jesper Bratt. So. There's a few guys in that uh, on that lineup that uh, that I could you know see jumping forward, and I'm curious to see the development uh, as well with uh, the way that Jack Hughes can get himself into the lineup and the way that he can jump or uh, jump up and down to potentially produce a, a and solidify his top six there. Anyone else that you think that uh, you like going forward? Uh, another kid that I think is doing very well, and he's just kind of starting his <coughs> career is Alex Nylander. Um, a uh, new acquisition to Chicago. To, uh, Very nice on that backdoor yeah, play there. That was pretty nasty. Good vision for sure. And I think, um, along with his brother, I think they're going to have um, a good year this year. They, you look at um, who he's playing with. I know he was playing with uh, Taves at one point. So I'm, And as we all know, Taves is a big leader in the, in the locker room, big leader on the ice. So I think it gives him an opportunity to... Uh, to score some goals and that was a questionable trade you know in my opinion that mm -hmm. uh that bowman pulled off this summer trading for nylander um looking at who they gave away yoki yar hari yoru <laughs> butchered that name um you know already having a really good start with buffalo uh sure. you you looked at it realistically and you said you know what does chicago need well they need young demon uh and then they traded away yokoharu uh, for Nylander where you look and say well you know you got a few young pieces already in the lineup it was questionable but I think both teams are benefiting already I think uh, 
you know, solidifying himself in a top two pair uh, in Buffalo is Yokoharu. And then obviously now we're starting to see uh, Nylanders get a few reps in the NHL and finally get his feet wet. Um, and, and like we touched on there, a few of the young pieces in the lineup too to play with. The Brinkett uh, is going to be a star. Looks like a solidified 30 goal scorer for the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, quick feet, unreal shot. Uh, you got Dylan Strom as well, who again, a lot of people certainly lost a lot of faith in, I think, over the years when he was with Arizona. Just certainly yeah, didn't have the... Start. Didn't have the offensive talent surrounded him to to really showcase what it was, uh, what he what he can do. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a shot at him in a sense that he can't produce his own offense, because um, I, I think he's proving us that he can. I think I mean it in a, in, a, in in more of a sense is that, you know, when you have other players like Patrick Kane or let's even use Taves or Sauter or players that can. Um, can force the defense and the other team to pay attention to them as well and not just you know merely focus on one player out on the ice. It, it opens up. It, it creates space. It allows for the players like Strom who are playmakers that need to pass the puck around right. to, to create space for others to do what they do best. And you know, putting him into an offense like Chicago, you're certainly starting to see him shine and certainly uh, gain that confidence. And you know, obviously, too, with the high impact that they just had in Kirby Dock, this team set, I'm telling you right now, they're not too worried about the way that the Taves and Kane contract look when you have a couple of the kids, uh, you know, who are coming in their entry levels that are certainly scoring goals and, and creating a lot of good uh, production for this team. And I think that they're not out of it yet. Um, tough work ahead for Bowman with the contracts of Seabrook and, you know, arguably uh, Crawford. Um, but again, if they're continuously winning games, uh, you know, who's really complaining, right? Um, again, finishing up here. So we got a couple of good games on the slate tonight. Uh, Jackets, like I said, are uh, in Toronto. Vegas is on the road to uh, go against a, a struggling Philly team. Vegas looks to continue their early success. Um, uh, uh, sorry, excuse me. Avalanche are on the road to St. Louis. Could be game of the night. That's a real interesting matchup to see the way the speed and the pace goes against that slower, um, structured St. Louis team who hasn't looked as strong in the past few games. Uh, I know they they had a real tough loss to Vancouver uh, after blowing a 3-1 lead at home. Um, shouldn't have let that one slide. And then as well, um, had taken a stomping by the uh, Montreal Canadiens the other day as well, I believe 4-1. So yeah. they're going to be out for revenge tonight. Look for that. For, look for the Blues to come out real strong, especially early in the first. Um, and as well, too, is uh, Ottawa at the Stars. Uh, Dallas needs that home victory. Uh, geez, what more can you say? It's it's I don't it's, do, it's do or die for uh, for Dallas. I I don't think it's too early to say that right now. Uh, again, needing that first victory at home, uh, facing the Senators, the struggling Senators. Um, I think this could be a high scoring game. Um, but uh, I mean, time will tell. Hopefully, the uh, Stars can use this game as that turnaround game, that Kickstarter to uh, to get everything going. Because if not, they fall uh, fall another uh, loss there. It could uh, it could look like the uh, season's downfalling pretty pretty quick. So, um, if there's anything else, did you have any other thing you wanted to touch base on? Um, you know, tough loss there for the Oil the other night in a low scoring game to the Jets. Um, struggling to uh, to score in the last few games 
I don't think it's so much as not getting the offensive chances, but because uh, I, I certainly think they are. But uh, a couple strong goaltending performances in the two losses that they have had, and Corey Crawford as well as uh, Hellebuck last night played very well at home. Um, so you know, look for the Oil to uh, to bounce back as they uh, they jump out uh, to you know again a, a real real good start seven one and one on the season. They do uh, face a struggling Minnesota Wild team on Tuesday uh, in Minnesota. Uh, they're two and six on the season, so I'm hoping that the Oilers can get back on the winning train there, uh, pick up on the offense uh, where it started a few games back uh, as they head into uh, a stronger uh, or a tougher weekend, so to speak, when they got the Capitals Thursday uh, at home, uh, and then they're at home to Florida uh, Sunday as well. Uh, for a matinee uh, match up there, so uh, exciting for uh, for the NHL right now. I'm loving to see the oil up at the top. Loving to see a few uh, you know of the storylines that are coming out of uh, the NHL right now, and uh, you know we can uh, settle in for uh, for another good week of hockey, and we'll touch base uh, next week at some point. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Luke, for joining. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Good time there again. Uh, Go oil, go. Take care, comb your hair, and uh, we'll we'll be back again next week. Thanks.